This is an opportunity really to make 2023 a breakthrough financial year for you as well. It really is. I, I know that from experience that when you lean into God and when you place what's important to him as important to you, and then that actually affects your checkbook and you begin to give into what God's doing, he begins to open the windows of heaven to you. He begins to open opportunities. He gives you things that you could not do before. I'm, I'm reminded of, let, let me give you an example. I'm reminded of in the Bible, there was a Shunammite woman who knew that uh, the prophet was coming to town and she said to her husband, not only did they feed him, they said, let's build a room on our house. And so we'll put a bed in there, a table and a chair. And whenever he comes, he can come up there and rest. And so um, they put the man of God first. They put the, the work of God first. And um, he called her up and said, what can I do for you? And she said, I don't need anything. I'm, I'm wealthy, I have money. And he said to his servant, she doesn't have a child. She doesn't have a child. And he began to prophesy that this time next year, you will have a child. She was barren. And she was, God opened her womb and gave her a miracle that started with her financially taking care of the man of God. But God did something that money couldn't buy. Amen. And the Living Word Foundation, listen, the Living Word Foundation is an opportunity you, for you to move into a different dimension of your faith, a different dimension of your giving. Don't just look at it like, well, you know, I'm going to go and I'm going to support hurricane victims. We need to see this as a step of faith. God, how can I put your kingdom first? How can I be kingdom-minded? How can I do this? And, you know, not only does it return to you financially, it also returns to you in ways that finances couldn't do. It's the glory of God. It's the blessing of God sitting on your life. And for me, I don't want to live life any other way. Once you've tasted the blessing of God on your life, you do not want that to go away ever, ever in any way. Amen? So I'm going to go ahead and read from this book. Does anyone need ushers if you're available? Does anyone need a book um, that looks like this who didn't, didn't get one of these? If you didn't get one of these, you can raise your hand and they'll get it to you. You get to hold on to it, get to keep it, a legacy book. One over here. So I'm going to be reading from the book, and I'll put some stuff on the stage as well, on, on the screen as well. But um, what I'm going to do is uh, talk about our three-building plan. Can we go ahead and start there? Um, so God has put it in our heart to uh, uh, a vision for 10 acres of land and three buildings on that land. Amen? And uh, as you guys may or may not know, we do not own this building. This building is uh, something that we lease. It's something that we pay payments to someone else, and then they take those payments, and then they go to the bank, and they, they, they put them in their bank account, okay? Our goal is to have our own land, our own building. Anything we pay into it goes into our hands, into our bank account, into our thing. So all equity, everything stays within the church. How many people know that that sounds like the wisdom of God? Amen? It does, and, and it's also calling for expansion. So three-building plan in our main building, we'll have a church sanctuary, a cafe, and public spaces. In the second building, we'll have children, youth, and uh, this one's excited for Johnny Storage. <coughs> Want to hear something funny? Like, we, uh, they, were, they were in the kitchen, and they, they knocked a hole in the wall, and they looked, and there was this space under the stairs behind the elevator. I don't know, it was like 10 square feet or something. They're like, Let, let's put a door in there and we can have more storage. That's what they're actually doing. I'm like, uh, maybe not. Let's, let's Desperate for storage, you guys. So that's ex it's exciting. In the third building, we'll have a Bible school, which we already have. 
we'll have a K through 12 Christian school, which is something new. And uh, Pastor Judy's had this on her heart since the beginning of the church, okay? We don't know if we could actually pull it off here just because of space. And then we'll have offices. So we will, we will own the land and we will own the buildings all to the glory of God. Amen? So that's, that's the bigger part of the Living Word Foundation. Everything you saw in there, all of our outreaches, all the support of other ministries, everything's encompassed within this. And uh, what we ask you to do, just so you know practically, is to make a pledge and each month give once a month towards that pledge. That's all we ask for you to do, everyone to pray and to make a pledge towards that. Amen? What is our next slide up here? That one is the who is needed. There we go. So right here, what we do is uh, we're, we're looking for a, a, a certain pledge amount to come in. But if we look right here, um, the Army of Faithful Believers is about 55% of the people give at a level that, um, you know, a financial level that of where they're at. So say you're a teenager. Like my kids, my kids are um, 11 and 13 years old, and they always pledge towards the Living Word Foundation. And they're always blessed as a result of it, but they always pledge. So they might give $10 a month, right? So at the end of the year, that's $120 that they've given into the Living Word Foundation. So this one right here, and I'll, I'll go into numbers in the next slide, is a majority of people end up in this giving class. The second one, we call them centurions. About 30% of people end up in that giving class. I'll explain the numbers in a second. And then kingdom people, the above and beyond, is about 15% of people. So everyone has a part to play. People have different giving levels. What's, uh, what is funded here? On the top, foundation operations, 5%. Local and global outreach, 11%. In-house ministry, 11%. Media and communications, 11%. Operations, build out, and land, everything towards our future, 62%. So that's where all of those finances go. Let's go ahead and into the breakdown of the uh, financial leaders. And this is where we can see, um, so this first group is right here, the Army of Faithful Believers. Um, this is a faithful, committed, and generous group of people who love God, people whose love and desire it is to fully sit behind the vision of reaching our community and impacting lives. They are the lifeblood of living word, and these are people who will give annually between 120 and 24.99. So again, 120 is like $10 a month. So whatever you end up giving, the majority of people usually end up in this first one. The second one, centurions have been the strength of living word. These are high-yield, low-maintenance people like the Centurion in Luke 7. They are a key part of financial leadership at our church and see it as part of their mission to resource the kingdom. Um, these folks would give between $2,500 and $7,499. So right here it says the goal is 69 people here. The goal is 25 people here. And then the last goal, 13 people. Kingdom people are men and women who believe that part of the reason they exist is to resource the kingdom of God. They are individuals who consistently place the cause of the king as their first priority. We consider them to be financial leaders of living word, annually $7,500 to $1 million or beyond. And uh, I know that my wife and I, we, we always set a goal to be on that last one, okay, the last one to really, and especially this year that like I've shared before that we have a goal to give like we have never given before, amen, into the kingdom of God, into his plan, and into his purpose. But you, 
what we ask you to do is pray and ask the Holy Spirit what I need to do. I've already brought this up. There are some people, the tithe, the Bible says the tithe is holy. It is 10%. It belongs to God. It's how God funds all the work of the ministry in the earth, okay? So if I make $100, $10 of that goes into the kingdom. That's, that's a holy piece that belongs to God. So the tithe, there's a lot of people who don't even tithe yet, okay? 2023 might be your year where you begin to tithe, and that's what you need to do. Living Word Foundation is not your tithe. Living Word Foundation is a free will offering that is above and beyond your tithe. Amen? So just so that you know that, some of us are going to pray an increase in our giving this year in offerings, but some of us might just need to use our faith to start to tithe and to believe God for that. Amen? And if that's you, I encourage you to do that. Last one is, uh, is in your book and on your seats, you should see a, uh, a card. Actually, um, can someone look on your seat and see if there's a card that looks like this in your envelope and just raise it up to me? Okay, yeah, they're there. All right, so let me go over this card real quick. This is, this is a pledge card, okay? It's not technically a giving card. It's just a pledge card. It's something that you take, you pray over, and then you just drop it in a bucket. Please indicate what you can give beyond between now and February 2024. Detach a card and return next Sunday or drop it in the offering bucket. I, you put your name, you tell what you want to pledge, your address, and then you let us know if you're going to give weekly, monthly, quarterly, one time, and then there's a place if you want to uh, add a credit card in there. I'll be donating stocks. Please set my pledge to automatically be taken out monthly. So some of us know that God put on your heart. I'm just going to make it up. Let me just throw out any number, right? Um, 20000 a month, right? So God just puts it on your heart, 20000 I just wanted to do something to break your mind a little bit. So God puts it on your mind, 20000 a month. You know that's what it's going to be every month, 20000 So you can tell them on there, just do it automatically, all right? And then you put in your card number, and then the system has it so it could do it. Or you can log into the, um, the giving online and set it to be automatically. One of the best ways to be faithful with your pledge sometimes is to set it automatically. If you leave it up to your memory or trying to remember, sometimes you just get behind, you don't give, things like that. So I would suggest that if that's something you want to be faithful to, then let technology help you just do it on a monthly basis, okay? So those are the technicals behind it. Pastor Judy's going to come up and talk about it. This is our last week. Again, you guys, not, not any one of us can go ahead and make the vision of God happen. All of us have a part to play. If all of us pray and ask God what we should do, all of us will have a part to play. All of us together can make God want happen what he wants to happen in living word. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Are you excited? 2023 is going to be the best year we are ever going to have. And you need to walk around saying that over, in your, over your church and over your home. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, you know, I, I apologize for the growth track this month. I think next year um, we'll, we'll just eliminate growth track for the month of February because February is our vision month. It's our legacy month. It's, it's where we really want to cash vision. So if, we, if, we do, if you don't make it into that class and they don't have enough time today, just um, we can make up fourth class next month. Amen? We'll try to make that happen, but just in case. So I know that uh, many of you are just excited, chomping at the bit to get involved, right? Come on now. Come on. Hallelujah. 
Let's just pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the anointing of the Holy Spirit in this place, Father, that is able to open our eyes and our ears and show us exactly what you want us to do. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. And if you haven't put a smile on your face yet today, now's the time. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now I know why the Bible says, be not dismayed at their faces. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Can we put our vision up for just a minute? Hallelujah. We are called to build a supernatural church, a church filled with the Holy Ghost and fire, amen, that will reach the world, build strong families, and make strong disciples. And that's why we have legacy, amen? We are going to leave a legacy. I've been saying this every week to you. Uh, we can see a land with three buildings on it, a broadcast facility with state-of-the-art equipment for a strong online experience, an amazing children's ministry, a Christian school, a place for people to connect that would be used to reach our region and leave a legacy for generations to come. Amen? Developing an accredited top-tier Christian college, raising up generations of leaders and impacting the world for Christ. We've been saying that every week. Amen? We see ourselves having a translation area in the media where we can translate the gospel and reach people in all languages. Because listen, when you have an online experience, you can reach the world. You can reach it with the spirit of faith. You can reach it with the message of salvation. Hallelujah. And everybody's called to reach people. We can reach people right here. There are people in our cities, all throughout our state, all throughout New England. They don't understand English, but if we have a media translation, they can come in and they can hear the gospel. Isn't that great? They can go online. Maybe they, maybe they moved here from Haiti and they don't know any, any English, but they're somehow looking for a church. And they go online and they see that there's a church here that's preaching the gospel and they can understand it in another language. Amen? Glory to God. Well, I want to talk about God's blessing this morning and God's prosperity because a lot of times people, you know, they, they, they don't want to hear that word in church, prosperity. But let me tell you, it's in the Bible. Okay? It says in, in 1 John that, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and you be in health. Amen? That you prosper and you be in health. You know, the devil wants to keep the church poor and impoverished so they'll not be able to reach the world. Poor churches, it, it, they can't reach the world. You can do a lot of praying, but I'm telling you, 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 you got to have money to get the gospel out. You know, listening to, you know, when Pastor Mike is going through everything, it just stirs me up. He did a good job, didn't he? Yeah. Amen? It's hard to go through a book and really, you know, and so forth. But you know what? It's all about souls. It's all about having a passion for souls. And, you know, a lot of times when we first get saved, we want the world to be saved. But after a while, you know, you could care less who's walking across the street from you. or But when you're first saved, man, you're, you're running across the street. You see a person. You see a squirrel run by, and you're running to try to give them a track. No, you just want to see people saved. We need to stir that up in the church again, amen? And that's what legacy is all about. The real treasure is people. Amen. Everything we do is to reach people. Matthew 6.21 says this, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Amen? When your treasure is about getting kingdom business done, when your treasure is about reaching people, that's, that's where your heart is. That's where it shows up. Amen? 
And I love the translation in Luke 12:34 in the New Living Translation. I sent this to them at the last minute. It says, wherever your treasure is, there your heart and your thoughts will be also. Where are your thoughts all the time? Are you consumed with getting the gospel out? Are you consumed with building God's church? Are you consumed with the things of God and kingdom and business and all of that, all that that uh, involves? That's important. When you, when you get saved, how could you want anything else? Amen? How could you, how, you know, we, we have a life to live. We have uh, jobs and careers and things to do. But what, what, what is the motivation behind that? Amen? What is your ultimate, ultimate purpose? Look at this in Psalm 122.9. It says this. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your prosperity. I never really understood that for a long time. You know, like, uh, you know, w w what that meant, or you always felt guilty for seeking blessings or seeking prosperity. But if we're doing it for the sake of the house of the Lord, our God, David loved the house of God. He said, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than anywhere else. See, we, a, a lot of times a church has been given bad names, and, I, and, and I'm not saying all churches are perfect or everybody, you know, they, they have to answer to their call to God, and, and uh, we're pastors, are, we're human just like you, amen? And uh, we, might, we might have a, a moment of anger just like you. We might have a, a situation we have to deal with just like you. But, but the thing is, is that uh, we, we cannot keep, uh, we, we have to believe that the church is the hope of the world. We can't be ministry down. We can't be church down. We have to build them up. That's what God created. He said the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. If there was no churches, you wouldn't be sitting here right now. Some people may have never, I would have never, I don't know if I ever would have heard the gospel if I hadn't gone to church and gotten saved. Amen? The church is important. The local church is important. So for the sake of the house of the Lord, our God, Psalm 122.9, I will seek your prosperity. I'm going to share a testimony that I heard just recently that just, I mean, I must have listened to it three or four times. I just love it. I made pastor listen to it. And he's, pastor's not as business-minded or just, you know, not as, he's business-minded, but listen to these testimonies. He, he likes to get to the point. And I'm coming, you got to listen to the whole thing. It's just so good. And uh, some of you probably wouldn't have wanted to listen to all the, all the little details and stuff, but I, but I did. And it was a young man. And um, he's a founder of a video game studio that is building games in blockchain at, that just raised $10 million in the last two months and is now at $100 million in evaluation. The company is now evaluated at $100 million. But think of the scripture I just re read you. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your prosperity. He got up and he began to share his testimony. And he said this, he said, my responsibility and my gifting is to get as much money and to take it by force or acquisition or voluntary or either way we are taking it because there are souls out there to be saved. And in order to reach those souls, we have to take ter territory. We have to. It is, not, it is not a nice idea. It is an absolute must. And he talks about, he, he talks about how God uh, his whole goal, he started with no education, 10th grade uh, school uh, with a GED, got saved, and, 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 and his whole, went, went, went to um, Bible school, 
and got behind the church's vision and felt that God had called him to do what I just read to you, to get as much money and to take it by force acquisition volunteer, and God began to listen. He started out, he said, I started out knocking on hundreds and hundreds of doors for nine hours a day, selling, selling um, alar uh, house alarms, some kind of alarm systems. But he said, the vision that I had before me was always to finance the kingdom of God. It wasn't just about me. It wasn't just about my family. It wasn't just about, you know, it, it, it's, it's not just about, you know, our materialistic and what we can gain on earth. And believe me, God wants you blessed. It shows it in the word of God. God wants to overwhelm you. Amen? He said that we're to be blessed to be a blessing. But to catch a vision for your church, if this is your church or another church or whatever, for the kingdom business, and, and, and he went after that. And he went, first it was alarm system. And then and he shares so much in this testimony. And, and if anybody wants it, you'll have to come to me and, and I'll, I'll send you the link. But it's just uh, so awesome of, of what God has done. And, and his goal, his goal is still, he's, you know, given hundreds of thousands, but his goal is to give a million dollars in a year. Who has a goal like that? Most people are like, well, whatever I can give, I'm just going to give my tithe, you know, whatever shows up on Sunday morning. But who has a goal to give a million dollars to a church? I mean, really serious about it. Amen? Praying over it. It's time to rally an army to do what God has called us to do, and finances are a big part of it. Amen? That's such an awesome testimony. Uh, we're going to, uh, yeah, I feel like so strong to pray for businesses today, to pray for business ideas. I believe many of you have business ideas and creativity on the inside of you, and I believe they haven't come out yet. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Here's another story, and you may have heard this. I, I, I've shared this testimony before, but I want to share it again today for, for purpose, uh, on purpose. And uh, it's about Hobby Lobby. And many of you know about the Museum of the Bible and that it's built in Washington, D.C., but it was built entirely by the Green family, the Hobby Lobby chain of craft stores. Have you ever been into Hobby Lobby? And it's just a chain of craft stores, frames and pictures and, and just all kinds of things like that. But years ago, there's this family, the Green family, they met as a family, and his wife was an intercessor. They started making little frames in a garage and committed they would give the tithe on their business on whatever they earned to the kingdom of God. So they're sitting in their garage. They're doing knitting. They're creating crafts. They're starting a business. But they're putting commitment to God first. Now these years later, this is their story. They actually met, they met together as a family um, one time, and one of the sons said, Dad, I know we tithe our 10% on our business, but I've heard the old saying all my life, you can't beat God giving. Why don't we try and see if that's a true statement? So they upped it to 20. Then they upped it to 30%. Then they upped it to 40%. Then they upped it to 50%. Now they feel like they've proven that you can't beat God giving, and they spent $800 million plus of their personal income that they had amassed to build the first museum of the Bible in Washington, D.C.
It's right by the Capitol. It contains more than 55,000 artifacts from ancient days all the ways up to show and how we got the Bible. And it opened, I don't know, maybe six or seven years ago. But this, the story doesn't sound, stop there. I, how many of you love sports? Anybody love sports? Any kind of sport? If you love any kind of sport. Well, I love football. I love to watch the Super Bowl. Things like that, especially when we're in it. But how many of you notice the ads this day? There was a couple of ads. I used to say this all the time. Love to have millions of dollars so we could put an ad to get people saved. The people that watch that Super Bowl need to hear the gospel. And I, I wasn't staying home on purpose this year. My dog was throwing up or some, something was going on and I had to stay at the house. I was elected to stay back. So I said, oh, I guess I get to watch the Super Bowl. <laughs> Which was cool because they had ads on there about Jesus. How many of you saw those ads? I don't know. There was two or three of them. But Hobby Lobby, the Green family, invested $20 million into those ads. It wasn't about just building their crafts. It wasn't about building their chain of stores. It's, it's about vision. When you get that vision to get the gospel out, it changes the way that you think about earning, not just enough to, to, to live, not just enough to get gas in the car, not just enough to get a car. It changes everything. And when you go on there, if you go on, it says hegetsus.com. It, it, it actually, there's links that lead you over into you version. I mean, I, it was just tremendous. I'm just sitting there. I'm bawling my eyes out. I mean, I, I, it's just to see people having this kind of heart. It's not just all about passing out a track and witnessing to people, amen? Sometimes it's bigger ways to do things to get the word, to get the word of God out, amen? Hallelujah. And that's a story, if you know, the story of Walmart and J.C. Penney and R.G. Letourneau with the big tractors. This, I'm telling you, God brought these people into a wealthy place because of what they did for the kingdom of God. I'm telling you, we can do, make an impact in New England if we can catch vision. Amen? Hallelujah. Catch vision for what God wants to do. Psalm 66 verse 12 says this, Thou hast caused men to ride over our heads. We went through the fire, and some of you have felt that, and through the water, but thou brought us out into a wealthy place. God's intention was always to bring the children of Israel into a wealthy place, not into a just enough, not into just making it, but a wealthy place. But it's those that put God's plan first, God's vision first, what God wants to do. And I'm telling you, we haven't heard all the ideas yet. Even in the, church, in the vision of the church, there's going to be so, so many ideas, so much cre creativity. And, and as we put God first, he'll show us how to reach those souls. He'll show us how to get the, the message out. Each territory is different. Each area is different. And this, uh, New England is a different area. How many of you know that? Yeah. Amen. I want to talk. I, I, last week I talked about uncommon gift. Last year, and, 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 and we, I don't want to say this because it, it was really a big step of faith. And I don't want you to think, you know, okay, we're, 
we're, we're, we're going to, you know, this, oh, look what Pastor Ed and Judy did. But it was, it was big. It, it was like we, we sat down, we prayed, and to us it was big. You might think, well, you know, that's nothing. That's a piece of cake to you. But we pledged $15,000, and we just broke it down every month, and that was a lot. When it came time, Legacy Sunday, it was just like, you know, it was just, you know, that big chunk, you know, just went into Legacy Foundation. But we just, we just believed that, that, you know, we, we believed for the blessing of the Lord, amen? And uh, we were given it by faith. I can tell you that we received two checks, not, not from this, nothing to do with this, with this ministry here at church. And those two checks that we received, the total doubled the pledge that we made last year. <laughs> Unexpected. This year I'm expecting. <laughs> Not that it was unexpected, but unexpected where it came from. Amen? And blowing us away. God wants to blow you away. God wants to show up, and it's always when you take that step out. It's, not ever, it's never what we can give. It's always what we don't think that we can give. Amen? Let me, let me read a, this uh, story here. Hallelujah. When I, and I said this last week. Whenever there's an uncommon gift, there's a supernatural power of God on it. And when I heard that, that's when I stepped out. And we made that pledge. And then we made a, uh, we upped our pledge this year. And we looked at each other. We were like, are you sure? Are you sure? You know, we're just, we're, we're praying. You don't want to do something stupid and foolish. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to give 50000 this. I mean, if God says it and you have it, you know, or I'm going to give a hundred. But, but, you, but you want God on it. And we both felt a peace about what we were supposed to do this year. We both kind of got into that, that agreement of that amount at different ways. And so um, I came into it by the month, and he just came into it the full figure, you know. And so, um, but when you pray and God is on it, 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 I'm telling you, it'll change your, found, your financial foundation because that's what it's doing to us. Amen? And believe me, probably for, I am, I am telling you the truth, we, we, we didn't just live in debt for 35, 36 years while we were back. We lived in deep debt. <laughs> we just did, you know, we, 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 we honestly, we didn't know any better. We were believing God. And, and if, you, if you didn't have the money, well, you, you, you had a charge card. Now we don't think that way anymore, amen? But it was just like you just did what you knew to do, amen? We're not perfect. We didn't do everything uh, perfectly right. Uh, but honestly, we just, we just, Felt like we were obeying God. Amen? We had to work two jobs, whatever we had to do to make it work. But I want to show you something here. Let's look at 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 10. It says here, it's, it's about um, Elijah. And um, he's going, he's, he's at the brook, and there's a famine in the land. God told him to go to the brook, and there's water there, and I'm going to feed you with the birds, and and so forth, but the brook dries up, and the birds stop bringing the food, so now God gives him new direction, and he, he tells him to go to a widow woman. Verse 10, he said, so he went to Zarephath, 
And when he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and asked, would you bring me a little water in a jar so I may have a drink? And as she was going to get it, he called and he said, bring me, please, a piece of bread. Now remember, there's famine in the land. And she's, she's, in verse 12, she says, as surely as, the God, as, as, as your God lives, she replied. That would be like us saying, you know, did you ever grow up saying, um, I swear to God? Nobody ever said that when they lied? <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> you know when I'm talking. Hey, nobody ever did that besides me? Oh, my gosh. You know? But she's telling them, she's saying, as surely as the Lord your God, she's talking to Elijah, lives. She replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little oil in a jug. And I am gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. She was like, this is it. You know, her, they probably looked like skin and bones. They probably looked, you know like some of people that we've seen starving on pictures on TV, and they said, we're, we're just going to eat this, and we're going to die. Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go home and do as you have said. But first, before you feed your starving child, before you feed yourself, it's crazy, right, when God tells you to do, you know, it, it's one thing for you to obey God, but it's another thing for the man of God to obey God and, and give directions when God tells him to do this. It says, but first make a small cake of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me and then make something for yourself and your son. An uncommon offering always brings the supernatural power of God. For, what, for this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, the jar of flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord gives rain on the land. For the jar of flour, it, 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 and then it goes on in verse, um, I missed 15. Is 15 up here? Did I give you verse 15? So she went away and did according to the word of Elijah. Say she did according to the word of Elijah. And she and he, she and she and he and her household ate for many days. She and he, Elijah, and her, son, her whole household ate for many days. For the jar, verse 16, of flour was not used up, and the jug of oil did not run dry, in keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah. That uncommon gift that she was going to just give to herself and her son, she gave it to the men of God. She gave it to kingdom business. Elijah was the prophet in the land. God was using him. She chose to obey him. And her, 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 her food didn't run out. Her oil didn't run out. Nothing ran out. There was an uncommon offering brought the soup. There was no way that could just happen. It was the supernatural power of God. Amen? Time and time again throughout the Bible, you can see God blessing those who not only gave but sacrificed. You look at the, let's look at John chapter 6 real quick. The boy with the fishes and the loaves. And I know you've heard this before, but you're going to hear it again. So I read that scripture before. I read it once a year in my Bible reading. <laughs> some of you need to meditate on some of these scriptures. 
Verse 5, it says, Then Jesus lifted up his eyes, and seeing a great multitude come toward him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread that these may eat? But this he said to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, 200 denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may have a little. And one of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There is a lad here who has five barley loaves and two small fish, but what are they among so many? So both of them are saying, he's saying, if you had all this money, it's not enough. And the other one's saying, we have a boy here with a few things, but that's not enough with so many. So all they saw was not enough. But Jesus said, make the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down in number about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to the disciples and the disciples to those sitting down. And likewise, of the fish as much as they wanted. So when they were filled, he said to his disciples, gather up the fragments that remain. Oh my goodness. They had a few baskets of fish in bread. But after Jesus prayed over it, there was leftover. Not only did it feed the multitude, he said, gather up the, the, that which has remained so that nothing is lost. We need to be good stewards of what God has given us, don't we? He said, therefore, they gathered them up and they filled 12 baskets with the fragments of the five barley loves which were left over by those who had, had eaten. And, and that person that gave the fishes and the loaves ended up getting it all back. Do you honestly think, let me ask you this question, do you honestly think that the disciples went out to that deserted place without any food? I believe they had their own supplies, sufficient for themselves, but instead of having compassion on the crowds, Instead of having a generous spirit, they were more concerned about themselves until Peter finally found that one young boy who was willing to help with his sack lunch, with his five loaves, and with his two fish. Amen? I mean, they had something. But they didn't even think it was enough, and they probably felt, this is our lunch, you know. We're, we're, you know it's not going to feed all these people anyhow, right? And I'm here to tell you that you, we have the, if God's called us to fulfill this vision, if he's called us to feed the 5,000, if he's called us to, to, to build a building with land in a Christian school and a Bible college and, 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 and get a legacy a, 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 a gen, a, for generations to come, establish that legacy, then we have the resources to make it happen. We have the resources to change lives. We have it. Say, I have it. I have it. Amen? But over and over, you think about Cornelius's. I just want to read this one scripture in Acts 10.31 about Cornelius's uh, household. Cornelius was praying every day, but in verse 31, the, in, in, in chapter uh, 10, the angel of the Lord came to Cornelius, and he said, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard. This is in the Amplified. And hearkened to you and your donations to the poor and have been known and preserved before God so that what he heeds and what is, so, so that he heeds and is about to help you. And God sent salvation into his home. I like this quote by Mark Hankins. He said, it's easy to be a generous giver 
when you realize this world is temporary. And Cornelius, he was a generous giver. When we are living in light of eternity. See, Cornelius, he, he was seeking God. They weren't saved. But his donations, his giving, and his prayers went up before God, and salvation came to his household. Amen? Amen? The, well, the Bible says the, the, the wealth of the kingdom is laid up for the just. We're just custodians of what God owns. I, I heard somebody share this. They said they, they walked into, I don't know where they walked. I don't know what store it was. I can't remember. Maybe it was Walmart or the dollar store or whatever. And he just got this revelation, and he stood there, and he thought, you know what? God owns all the silver and the gold. God owns the cattle on a thousand hill. God owns everything, and I am God's child. Therefore, I'm standing on this land that God says, I'll give you every place that your feet walk on. He said, therefore, this place belongs to me. And he just, he just, and it just expanded his vision like, oh my gosh, if it belongs to God. Listen, if when my kids, when they grew up, it didn't matter whether they misbehaved or whatever it was. When they came into the house, they knew that the couches that we bought and the TVs that we bought and the bedroom sets that we bought and everything that parent, that it belonged to them too. If there was food in the fridge, it belonged to them. It belonged to them as well. It belongs to us. And we need to go after it and take it for the kingdom of God. Amen? We, we need a Deuteronomy 8.18 says this. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the power in different translations. I'm going to read you some words in different translation. It is he that gives you the power the ability, the anointing to create wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your father, said it is this day. God is into establishing his covenant that's already established. He wants it established in us. And he said he's given us the ability and the power and the anointing to get wealth. You have it. It's in your hands. It's in your heart. Amen? You might not, you don't, you don't see it one minute, and, and honestly, and, and then the next minute it's there. You, when, when you step out today and you fulfill that pledge, we've been telling you weeks to pray. And you say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this step of faith. You need to start expecting it. Listen, things are speeding up. Listen, you can get an email with a million dollars overnight. You can get a text with money. They can just square cash it to you. You know? Just put all those apps on your phone. Just expect it to come in. <laughs> I mean, money comes. Money's just a tool. Amen? It's just a tool for the kingdom of God. It's not our God. It's not that, like we love money. Gee, I, I want a million dollars so I can go buy clothes. <laughs> no, no. We got something more precious than that. We're winning souls. We're going after souls. We're going after souls. And, 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 I, and I just want, you know, Deuteronomy, I'm not going to go through these scriptures right now, but Deuteronomy 28, you need to go and read that where it talks about the blessings. These blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. Gee, you know, and, and when you read Deuteronomy 28, now you, you're not going to be able to live for the devil and just expect the blessings of God. 
but you're not going to be able to live perfect either. You know, you may act like the devil today around your spouse, but you just ask God to forgive you. It's not going to stop the blessing. As long as you stay under and, and, and just you, you're a repenter. But this obedience that he's talking about in Deuteronomy, and someday I'll teach on that, it's already been accomplished through Jesus Christ. The blessing's already been transferred on you. It's already been sent forth to overtake you. It's already been sent out to bless you coming in and to bless you coming out. Some of you need to get a vision of that. Some of us, it seems like, well, you know, we just, it's okay. I, I don't mind, you know, being poor. Or whatever. Listen, we got a job to do. We can do this. We can get this done. God wants to overwhelm you. He wants to bless you. He wants to make you a blessing. Amen? When you take care of his kingdom, he's going to take care of you. And we need to live in that place of expectation, not limitation. Uh, as, as I believe you're, if you're in this place, under the sound of my voice, I believe you're in the will of God this morning. And if you're in the will of God this morning, God's speaking to you. I don't know what he's saying to you. We already established our pledge. But I'm telling you, he can send you double that pledge just like he did us. He can, you don't know. There's, there's people that are dying and leaving wills. There's things that are happening. Money is being loosed all over the place. And every time in an economic downfall, that seems to be when the children of God end up being blessed. So you got to get your faith out there. You're making, this you're making this pledge in faith. You're expecting God to show up. I mean, honestly, if, if, I didn't, if we didn't receive those, those two checks to cover that, and honestly, I didn't even realize that until this week. And I said, do you realize this covered our whole pledge? I, I couldn't even believe it, you know? But honestly, the miracle in us was that we were able to, do, to fulfill that pledge. You know? I'm seeing, we're seeing miracles unfold every day. In the church, in our life, you want to get, a, you want to be a part of this. You want to be a part of where the blessings flowing, and it is flowing. And God brought you here for a reason. Amen. God brought you here to build and to fulfill the vision that God has called us to do, and to see many come in to the kingdom of God. Amen. Hallelujah. How about buying? How about going out and buying about ten billboards? And putting a great message on there. I don't know what, but something that makes an impact. Something that makes a drug addict look up and, and go, oh, my gosh. Or maybe buy a $20 million commercial on the Super Bowl. How about, how, how about the basketball championships that are coming up? You know, Boston Celtics are going to win the championship this year, so all we have to do is buy an ad, and that's New England. Come on now. Get a little vision about it, right? <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you ready for this? Are you ready to make your pledge? I want you to just take a few minutes. Maybe we can have a little music or something. I want you to fill out these pledge cards. I, wanna, I want you to pull out your card. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna collect them in just a minute. We're going to pray. And... Uh, we're gonna, we're, I'm, I'm telling you, we're going to pray over businesses. We're going to pray over your household. I don't see anybody pulling their card out. Is there something wrong here? 
You do know what this is all about, right? Come on now. If you don't have a card, ask somebody. You're gonna, you, I, I, I'm believing we're going to go over the top. Wouldn't it be great to get a million dollars pledged? I don't want you to be foolish. You know, there's faith, foolishness, and presumption. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Glory to God. I just, I just wanted there to be a little bit of peace in here. And, and so you can have time. And um, maybe, you're, maybe you're a first-time visitor here, and you, you, you say, man, I came because I need help. Well, I'm telling you, we're here to help you. We're here to pray for you. We're here to love you. This is something that's done once a year. And, uh, you know, you don't have to feel pressure to do anything. Hallelujah. I believe a lot of you get it prepared. Maybe, maybe you went online and did it. But if, if you could just fill out a card anyhow and just say, hey, listen, we, this is what we're doing. But just we're going to see where we're going with this. Amen. Hallelujah. This is our million-dollar year. How many of you know that? We're going over the top. And, you know, I believe we're going to get supernatural deals. We're planting seed out of the top in other ministries. We're, we're believing that land's going to show up. Buildings are going to show up. We're going to have God on our side negotiating with us. We're going to get million-dollar pieces of land for a penny. No, maybe not a penny, but we're going we're gonna to negotiate. <laughs> we're believing God going before us. Amen? Our name is on it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. When you're ready with your card, I want you to stand. You're ready with, you're all set with your pledge. I want you to stand. As soon as everybody stands, we'll go on to the next part of the service. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Come on now. Hallelujah. Maybe you already pledged. Go ahead and stand. If, if you already, even if you already pledged, if you pledged online, hallelujah. Glory to God. Hey, listen, we're putting it out there. You say, oh, Pastor Judy, you're putting the pressure on. Absolutely. That's what we're called to do. We're called to let you know. See, I'm not putting the pressure on you. That's the Holy Spirit. You know? If you, if we, we always have a rule, whoever gets, if we're a husband and wife, whoever gets the biggest figure, that's who we go with. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm going to have the ushers come and collect these pledges, and then we're going to pray. We're going to pray over them. I want you to come, and then I want you to, I want you to bring the buckets up here, okay? You're, you're, you're. If you, if you have, this is February, if you have your first installment, you can go ahead and put that in the bucket as well. Hallelujah. I want to go ahead and collect them, and then we're going to pray. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I feel the supernatural anointing of God on this. I'm telling you, you that are part of this, it's going to, um, you're going to see. You ain't taking care of God's business, he's going to take care of your household. He's going to show up supernaturally, and you're going to know it's him. Hallelujah. And you know what? I really forgot something this morning. Let 
Should I show that video now or is it a little too late? I'm going to have you put those cards up here because we may have a few more. I'm going to have you sit for just a minute. I have it written down, but I totally forgot it. I won't forget it next service. You really, really have to see this testimony. This is a crazy faith testimony. Let's just show it. I don't need to say much about it. So I am a big believer in you can't afford not to tithe. So we always make sure to keep up with that and we're always taken care of financially. And a couple years ago, we bought our first house. It was a double family and we paid the price that we were believing for and um, came at the perfect time because we found out we were pregnant shortly after. So we have our first baby, everything's great. And a couple months later, maybe a year later, we found ourselves financially struggling when I lost my job. But we never went without, we were always taken care of, but we were kind of more barely getting by. And then we found ourselves in a predicament when our tenants stopped paying their rent and that really took a toll on our financial situation. A couple months go by and we're missing mortgage payment after mortgage payment. The amount that we owe just keeps going up. So we don't know what we're gonna do. So we think we need to move out since we can't get these tenants out and we need to get paying tenants into our unit so that we can get ourselves caught up. And a miracle happens and I get this job opportunity. At, it's a live-in position at a homeless shelter. So me, my husband and our baby pack up. We move to the homeless shelter. Things were going good now because we have a sense of security. We, have a, we know that we have a place to stay, but our house is in foreclosure now. So we can't pay a little bit at a time. We need to get the full amount before we can pay it off and take it out of foreclosure. So we, that amount is becoming kind of daunting. It's, we're missing months of mortgage payment, so it goes up and up. It's foundation month and I am sitting in the service and I'm thinking, maybe I should give. So I asked God to give me a number and he did give me a number. And I was like, oh, well, maybe that, maybe what about this number? And something in me was like, mm, no. And it was like the Holy Spirit kept bringing me back to this one number. And I said, okay, that is God. And it took a couple weeks before I finally decided to do it given our situation and everything, but I finally did take that leap of faith and I pledged the amount. I decided to do the weekly payments because that's the way I preferred to do it. And this is where it gets crazy because that week I was sitting at home watching the 700 Club and my brother texted me and said, the sheriff just dropped off a letter for you at the house. Pause my show, I call him and I say, can you read the letter to me? Cause that's kind of scary. <laughs> so he opens a letter and it's just about the foreclosure on the house. So I'm like, oh, okay, I already knew about that. And my brother asks me about the foreclosure and I'm saying, yeah, the amount keeps going up that we owe. He asks how much we owe. And at this point, I don't know. So I took out my calculator and did a little math and figured at this point now we owe $22,000, which was like, Oh, that's an impossible number for us. That stinks and get off the phone. And um, I unpause the 700 Club and they start praying for people. Pat Robertson closes his eyes and he says, 
there is a terrible need for $22,000 and you've been asking God, please just, just know that God's going to give it to you. Just praise him for it. Now, Lord, there are people in this audience who are suffering. Lord, you know the need. There's a terrible need for it. It's, it's, it's $22,000. And you just right now, you've been saying, oh, God, let me say, God is going to give you the money. Just praise him for it and receive it and believe that you've already received and you'll have what you say. The only person in the room with me is my one-year-old son sitting on the couch. So I look at him and I'm like, oh, and I just start, I couldn't even contain it. I was jumping up and down, praising God like crazy. I was going, yes, yes, yes. And my son, I was going nuts, so even he was like getting into it and praising God with me. And then, sure enough, miracle after miracle started happening. By the end of the month, we had over $22,000 in our account. We still own the house to this day, and to this day, we're still giving to the Living Word Foundation. You know... So many people say, you don't know my condition. That was a pretty bad condition. And there's even more, since then, there's been more miracles since that. So I'm telling you, stand with me. If you, maybe, maybe, maybe that testimony said something to you and God spoke to you. If you haven't got your card in here yet, you still have time to get your card in here. Amen? Hallelujah. We're going to pray over this. Uh, Pastor, do you want to come up here with me? And, and we're going to pray over these these right here, and then we're going to pray for businesses, okay? Hallelujah. Um, can we get a, Mike, can you run up here and pick these buckets up? And uh, you can stand right here on this. This will hold you up. Okay. I want you all to reach your hands out here, okay? You want to pray or you want me to pray? Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, we've obeyed you. And they have obeyed you. And, Father, I thank you for the anointing to prosper. I thank you, Father, for the power to get wealth. I thank you that these households will be changed for the glory of God this year, Father, that you care about each and every person and that we will fulfill this vision and we will have this building built, we will have our land, and we will see, Father, the glory of God in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we speak blessing over every one of these. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And now, if you have a business or you have a desire and an idea, we can have the ushers come and get these from, from Mike. I want you to come to stand to the I want you to come and stand to the front. If you have a business or you have an idea for a business, maybe, maybe it's been there forever. I I don't know. You just, you know. Come, come closer. Don't be afraid. You know, we call you guys to the front, and you guys are like, you come, and you go, okay, we're, we're here. We're 10 miles from you, Pastor Judy, but we're here. Come on. All right, all of you, get as close as you can. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, lift up your hands toward heaven and lift that business up to God. Do you have something before I pray? Hallelujah. Now, Father, you see all of these businesses represented here. Father, we declare, we declare,
decree and declare million-dollar businesses in Jesus' name. We release the money. We release the ideas. We release the favor. We release open doors. We release opportunities in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We thank you this time next year. We'll see these businesses up and running and prospering with ideas and ways. You'll send the right people in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, Father, you said you give us power to get wealth. You give us the anointing. We're not depending on man, but we're depending on the anointing and the power and the ability of God. We send angels out right now. Go and bring whatever it is that needs to be brought into these businesses. In Jesus' name, more businesses than than they can handle in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, we praise you for it. We thank you. Come on, let's shout. Let's shout. Hallelujah. Praises unto God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Hallelujah. This is kind of weird, but I've been instructed to do it. Hallelujah. Praise God. The Holy Spirit is in the earth. He is the anointing to get wealth. And I'm going to blow into this microphone, and it's going to be the blow, the wind of the Holy Spirit touching your finances, touching your businesses. Hallelujah. It's just a point of contact, okay? Hallelujah. Now lift up your hands. Hallelujah. The wind of the Spirit. Holy Spirit, blow upon these businesses. (laughs) Glory to God right now. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We release. Hallelujah. Now, 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 you go after it. Don't wait for it to drop. You go after it. God's, the Bible says whatever you put your hands to will prosper. You go after it. You're key. Yes. You're key to what God's doing in New England. I believe that there's going to be such creativity in your business. You'll create things that nobody else has. Maybe it'll be a business system. Maybe it'll be... You know, sometimes you talk about creativity and people just think it's about drawing pictures or something. But it ain't not, it's not just about that. Hallelujah. 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 I see it, man. I see it. Hallelujah. That young man <laughs> knocked on doors for nine hours a day to sell those alarms. And then God gave him that billion-dollar idea. 
as he kept pressing in, mm. he knew there was something else. Yeah. He knew there was something else. And we're seeing testimony after testimony. Hallelujah. Are you ready to build your church? The blessing of the Lord is on this Hallelujah. church.